Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your very happy host, Rich Dotson. Here are my fellow happy hosts, Matt O'Hara. Hi. Hey. And who are you? My name's Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Good to see you. Hey, we're here with Garrett, Matt, myself, with a way too early 2021 rookie mock draft. Way too early where it's like the information we're going to give you is let you know who these players are. Give you a little right. give you a little feel, a little squeeze on the tuchus, you know, let you, let you know we mean business. We're skimming the surface, right? It, it's going to change drastically. Yep. This information come uh, May, you're going to be like, oh, well. At least I know that guy's name. <laughs> the, I think the difference here is, like, it's good. I always explain to it with the process when it comes to rookies and doing something like this a way too early mock draft is it's good to know the guys that stand at the top of an early mock draft on because it's strictly on their college producti- productivity on a, on, a, on a raw basis, like what we see on the top. Because, again, I haven't dived. I haven't dove in. I, I haven't delved have too you, deep. Have, that, have you dived? I haven't dived or dove have you or dove? No. De- no? Dove in? I've never dove in. Never I used that to wash my back. <laughs> dove? Dove. That's dove. Oh, dove in. Oh, all right. You use dove? That's a bird. Sure. No, it's so soft on your skin. It's so right. peaceful. <laughs> it is. Did that bird just explode? Oh. Where did it go? I don't know. I remember one time I did a little bird thing. <laughs> we're talking my buddy was talking about this, and we were like, hey, when you're driving by, and somebody cut me off, I'm like, give him the bird. And my kid's like, what's the bird? And the guy drove by, I was like, give him the bird. <laughs> Floppity, flop, flop, flop. <laughs> That's the bird. My kid's out the window like, next time it's going to be the turtle, guys. You watch it. Yeah. You watch it. They're snapping. So, I mean, obviously, as you dig into the tape, we find the guys are later in the draft, or you see, when you watch five tapes on a guy, you're like, I really like this guy. Captain with me last year, Antonio Gibson. Sure. You know, it just happens with right. players that Absolutely. we see down yep. The list of like this guy has really good potential. Well, there may be second round picks, but you can see the potential. And this year, more than any, we're going to see tons of second round picks. I think that the big process we've talked about this, uh, it plentiful about this 2021 rookie draft is you want to acquire as many second round picks as possible. Yep. Because you're going to see we're going to do a first round right here. You might hear a couple of players that are like, I can't believe they're not in the first round. They're going to be in the second round, which could end up being. High quality players. I like I just mentioned a guy like Antonio Gibson, who was a second round pick, yep. who ended up being a running back one, running back twelve on the year in PPR leagues. And then there's guys that you don't even talk about, like a, a James Robinson, who finishes running back four overall, and he goes undrafted. So we're gonna talk about this a little uh, 2020 mock. Uh, 2021. It's a new year. It is new year. Same me. Same old you. Same, same old, old me. Rich. <laughs> a wordsmith. You know, coming off the biggest Browns win in the history of my life, I it was such it was such a good night, like best I, night of my life. I had a hard time like being able to find the words to articulate how happy, how excited I was. It was it was unreal. It was unreal. And it, the funny part is, we we were 
we were talking pre-show about like our day after, like all three of us. Yes. And it wasn't like we were, you know, no, none of us were partying or anything like that, but all of us had like different feelings the day after. Like, right. I was completely emotionally drained. Like I could, I could barely function as a human being that next day. You said you were on like cloud nine, just yep. high as can be. And, and where were you at on that? Oh, cloud nine. Yeah. Drive around yeah. all day with a big smile. Yeah, Nothing go wrong. <laughs> Wife called. She's like, dog's it. dead. I'm like, it's a great day, babe. <laughs> Number one. So, so you guys, you Chiefs. guys were way up, and I was just completely drained because you were so just, invested. You were I, all in. It was the nerves of just like the the way that the Browns won that game, and and the game script and everything. I think I was just tense the entire time. Sure. Yeah. I'm with Garrett. I had a hard time articulating it. <laughs> <laughs> I I, I hardly slept at all though. Like I should have been drained. Right. I I think I got three hours of sleep that night just because I was already starting to think about like what. Man, just the magnitude of what this means for the organization and, and all that. And then, uh, okay, then the Chiefs are coming up. What do we do about Like, Like, I have a, a, a say in what happens. I know. <laughs> I just can't remember the fact that I kept telling myself at the end. I was like, man, my Cleveland Browns, if they win two more games, they're going to a Super Bowl. That doesn't, doesn't comprehend. Like, I, again, I have a bad, what, hard time articulating, articulating how I feel. And I couldn't process. I was like, if I win two more games, I'm going to the Super Bowl. Like, that, doesn't, that doesn't happen. That shouldn't. It's Cleveland. No, it should. I need but it. it. Should. I can't die without it happening. It doesn't be this year. I can, we can gotta lose live forever. I told my wife, I was like, I just want to let you know, if I die before the Browns go to the Super Bowl, my life was useless. It was for it was not. Pointless. It was all for not. <laughs> not useless, but it was all for not. I've accomplished nothing. Gosh. Just think about all the things you've accomplished. Meaningless. Nothing. So I don't think anybody cares about watching the YouTube or listening to podcasts about how we feel as a Browns fan. But I think it's safe to say that we're all very elated. Yep. Um, Definitely. Watching a team that it's kind of like a dynasty team that you completely blew up. You've been terrible for three years in a row. And then all of a sudden, four years, all your rookies come together. Everything hits and you're in the playoffs and you're playing. You're the low seed, though. And you're playing the number one seed because you don't have buys because your league's different. It's, right. it's weird. And you, and you knocked them <laughs> off. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Well, I think that'll be next week. Next week. Okay. Okay. He's like the one the one seed. The team, the team that constantly has been, you know, they've made fun of all your trades. They always make the playoffs. Yeah. They're bigger than you. So you can't send them back because they'll smack you around a little bit. They have a really old quarterback. Yeah. He's emotional. He's got emotional problems. You know what, Rich? I just realized we missed an opportunity. After that win, you probably should have done the entire show in the Browns helmet. I should have done a Browns helmet. It'd make me look better. We missed an opportunity there. Sorry, YouTube. You know, there's always there's always the nerd nerd episode. There it is. <laughs> oh, you can't They'll see us where, hey, where there's absolutely no video. Trust me, he's yeah, got it. He's on. wearing it. He's wearing it. So you guys want to draft some rookies from 2020? I always want to draft rookies. I'm in. Yeah, yeah. let's do it. Man. So saying this, where me and Matt and I, we don't start our process until what another couple of weeks where we well we start now digging into the film as but. i say we're not we're not the debbie types so yeah we wait i i generally wait until after the season has ended and then i start digging into all of all the tapes so. lots of tape so you're talking like super bowl season like the day after the super bowl is when you start or no. do you mean like regular season no like as soon as the college season ends okay. i start digging into the college oh, okay. tape um, so like today so like today i uh yeah Definitely started over the this past weekend. Not a, a deep delve by any by sure. any means, but just like I said, scratching the surface. Honestly. Well, it's the greatest thing about the film room. If you're unfamiliar with the Dynasty Film Nerds Film Room, it's it's the greatest resource that we offer when it comes to scouting rookies. You know, we have the nerd score, we have some scores, we have rookie rankings, of course, as well. But if you want to put your own eyes on these rookies, we have the Dynasty Nerds Film Room, where we have Jared. How many different players and how much game tape do you think we have in the film room right now? Jared Wackler, our producer. Just 
uploaded 30 over the weekend, 30, 30 new games? videos. So, okay. I mean, at least over 200 for the 2021 class. So this, well, again, what this provides you, if you're new to the site or you're new to the podcast or you're new to the YouTube channel, uh, we provide rookie tape on every single rookie that's coming into this 2021 class. And what it is, it's condensed tape. It's going to show you, you can watch an entire game on a guy like Najee Harris in five minutes. And what that shows you is every single snap that he plays. And maybe they don't even get the ball, but that, that's going to show you what he does when he's not in on the play. It's going to show you how he blocks and how he reacts. So it, it's really important to get your eyes on this. It's the best asset you can get. Put your own eyes on the players and then listen to other analysis from whether yep. from the dynasty nerds, the dynasty trade calculator guys, anybody else that you get your dynasty information from. So it's a great tool. We have it. If you're a member of the nerd herd right now, it's only the price of a cup of coffee, $3 a month that you get everything we do on top of access to the nerds film room. It's the biggest resource we offer this time of the year. So anytime we talk about the tape that we watch, this is where we're getting it, and, and we have tons of it. And one more thing, you know, an episode like this is perfect it, to almost use it as a roadmap when you're going in there. You know, it, you're not you're not shooting blind. You're not you know you know you're not picking players blind anyway. You can use this kind of episode like uh, like today to just kind of go down a list and start watching these players and make you know form your own opinion of them. Yeah, so, I mean everybody poops, and this is a great opportunity to be a better dynasty player because boom, you got it. Everybody poops. That's Boom, you got our it. Our new slogan. <laughs> Everybody poops. Everybody does. That's a great book. It's true. That's a book? It is, yeah. a, it is a book, yeah. What's it called? Everybody poops. Everybody poops. That's a true fact. Everybody does poop. Yes, it does. <laughs> I do, at least. I don't know. Ditto. That's, Ditto. That, yeah. I, I, I'm telling you, there's not high quality of film watching when you're in the bathroom and you're like, dude, I'm about to be in here for like five minutes. Easy. I'm going to get a whole nausea. Oh, yeah. I'm talking about Easy. everybody. I, if you did the average number, I watched like six tapes. <laughs> right. I'm in there. Yeah. Make your formerly unproductive poop very productive. Very yeah. productive. I mean, dude, if you poop once a day and you can get six tapes in, you're going to have the whole rookie class done in two weeks. <laughs> done this and is done. Great. Done and done. And if you poop more than once a day, I mean, it's yeah. on. Man, you're, lightning, you're, lightning you're, in there watch, you're in there watching like Devontae Smith. They're like, oh, God. The wife's like, what's going on in there? <laughs> Just broke off a big one. <laughs> Give him hell. <laughs> 25 yards. Like, that's a big one. That is a big one. What are you eating? Taco Bell? Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> Just drop the chalupa. I can't, hand, I can't handle this anymore. Let's, <laughs> hey, Devontae, can I get a courtesy flush? Please Heisman. <laughs> Coming out with my, my numb legs. Barely walk. Pins and needles. Pins and needles. The tingling feet is the worst. <laughs> Babe. Babe, I just moved Devontae Smith ahead of Jamar Chase. That's stupid. <laughs> tell me about that 25-yard turd you just dropped in that toilet. Do I need to call a plumber? Yes. Matt. Yes, you do. You're on the clock with the 1-1 in a way-too-early 2021 <laughs> rookie mock draft. After you pooped. After I'm done pooping and right. I've watched a little bit of tape, I'm going to go with um, you know somebody that, that really showed out in this past, uh, you know, this past season uh, and I think really improved his draft stock quite a bit. Um, Najee Harris, running back, Alabama, six foot yep. two, two hundred and thirty pounds, and this is a guy that kind of, um, you know, obviously he started his career and he and he was behind um, uh, Damian, Damian Harris, Damian Harris, Josh Jacobs, thank you, Josh Jacobs, Bo well. Scarborough, to a lesser extent, yeah. Bo Scarborough. <laughs> he had a great college career. He did. No, he did. But uh, what I really like about him is uh, is how he's taken his uh, receiving game uh, kind of to the next level. You know, he started off his career 
you know, six catches and then four catches. And then in his third season, it, he, he upped it to 27. And in this past season, he upped it to 43. Really showing that he's not just a between-the-tackles runner, but he can also get out. And, and they flexed him out a little bit in, in, into some wide receiver type of sets. And he's run routes out of there as well. So just a nice complete back. Um, and a guy, especially in, in this draft where you're going to see – you know, not a lot of depth at the running back position and, and, and you know, a lot of wide receivers and, and quarterbacks. I think it's going to force up some of these running backs, and that's why I'm going to take Najee Desai. I think that's one of the biggest things, even when Matt said that, that I took away. Because when I was looking at it way too early in my draft, if I would have had to 1-1, I was like, okay, who am I taking? Jamar Chase? Devontae Smith? Like, these receivers are really nice. And where I like Najee Harris a lot, and I love Travis Etienne too, it's like, okay, like they're they're – if they were in this draft class, they'd still be behind. They'd be like fourth, fifth. Sure. And you can argue you'd still take a guy like James Robinson, uh, Antonio Gibson ahead of these guys, possibly. You know, I don't know what they've already done is proven running point. backs one. But like Matt said, this class is so deep at receiver at one, 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 two. It's completely unnecessary to like, take that receiver. If you need a receiver, it's you fine. Receiver. You're taking the best player. I have no issue with it. And right now, and I also thought like, okay, these are really solid, solid guys in ETN and Harris as well. But I could see their value both increasing by this time come May after the NFL draft. I could see Najee Harris is a perfect fit for the Pittsburgh Steelers and what he does. Sure. He's that big overall quality running back, right? Yeah. Like just everything really well. Uh, a guy you want to have on your roster. So for me, I could see these guys both, not both, but I could see them being 1-1, one, 1-2. One, one, um, but then, of course, if a guy like Jamar Chase and Devontae Williams goes top 10, Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith, that, yep. Yeah, that changes things as well. So sure. I like to pick. I have no argument with that pick. Again, it's way too yeah, early, so I, there's no arguments anywhere coming out of me. Yeah, on any of these guys. And uh, honestly, I was a guy that was a little bit down on, on Najee Harris, especially last year because we were looking at, you know, Swift and Dobbins and Taylor and all these guys. And, yep. you know, at that point I had him much lower. I didn't spend a ton of time watching his tape this year because – I was prioritizing a lot of the guys that I didn't get to watch a lot of last year. And so uh, it really wasn't until this past week that I popped on a couple games from 2020. And then I watched the national championship game. One thing that I noticed is my biggest concern with him was he, he always had good feet, but I didn't think he had as much burst. This season, it looked like he really, I don't know if he slimmed down. I don't know if he spent time, you know, working on, on his explosiveness or what. Uh, but he looked like he had a lot more juice this year than he did last year. Always a good pass catcher. Always good feet. But I think, I don't, he maybe even slimmed down a little bit. I don't know what it was. But I feel much more confident in being able to take him at the top of a draft this at this point than I was at this point last year. And I, and I saw some of the same stuff uh, as you. You know, because last year, like you said, the burst wasn't – it didn't pop off the screen. And, and this year, you're seeing a little bit of pop. Yep. Um, so it, it was enough that – I've seen enough out of him that I feel good about this pick this early in the process. We'll yep. see if it holds up throughout the whole entire process, but, you know, this early Quick feet on. for a big guy. Yep. Kind of like Absolutely. A, like A.J. Dillon-wise. With the, you know, that's, that was his strongest asset was A.J. Dillon's quick feet. And Please. Please I, I'm, hold. I'm not saying I love. No, Dillon. he's not like Adrian. Right. I'm just talking about that was his like the quick feet for a big guy. Kind yeah, of thing. yeah. And I and I remember last year when we were doing these running backs way too early. Like man, like when I got into Menage Harris tape. Menage. Wait, wait, what? Menage, Menage. Yeah. Ooh, boy, what man. you got on your mind? Sometimes when you're gonna have a little bit more fun, you invite your friends. So I was like, hey, Menage, stop on by. <laughs> Ring the bell. He's all about that committee backfield, guys. Yeah. <laughs> throw, throw the keys in the ball. I was like, I was like, ring the bell. I should have been like this. Ring the bell. That's the, the run gesture I want to use. 
Kind of bells. Why am I going to bell? bells like this? Ew, well, that's even worse. Um, but not, I remember him now going. Now they have to watch the YouTube channel. <laughs> I remember saying that. <laughs> I, I thought now. Is there a different link for that one? <laughs> Do we have other links? Bells. <laughs> uh, I just remember Najee like. I was like, I need to spend more time. Like, right when I was like, Najee's How film, did you keep your train of thought through all that? <laughs> I don't think he realized he said it. All right. I don't think he did. I mean, continue to have his train of thought still. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Sorry, Sorry pervs. <laughs> when we're talking about ringing bells and Najee Harris is moving up the boards, you guys are thinking all kinds of weird things. You Najee start, Harris, what I was you trying to started say, it, sir. in 2020, I was like, I, I, I want to dive more into this because I liked the film I saw then. Sure. And then he's like, I'm coming back. So, yeah, just kidding. I was like, never mind. <laughs> Same joke as last week. Same joke as last week. All right. All right. I'm on the clock. You're up. Pick two. As I do number event. two, watching my uh, film. That was I'm an eventful first pick. That's all I have to say. It's a I do want to ask you real quick. Does the age bother you? He's, he's already 22. He is Hash, a month. That's a big, that's a big hashtag mark. two to three year window. And most format comes out are 21. So who cares? Month younger than me. Josh Jacobs right now. It's just something that's talked about quite a bit. No, no, I don't. It doesn't. Age is never. Age is not an issue. Yeah, age is just. You're a rookie running back on a rookie contract. That's all I care about. Young and on that rookie contract. Once you get that rookie contract, I'm done. And we're gonna break into this way more and think in two more episodes. We're gonna break down these running backs and what, when to buy, when to sell. I can't wait to do that episode. And we just did an episode on that on YouTube. So again, if you want to see me ringing bells, get that YouTube like, subscribe, notify. Look at me. Look at you. So he'll be he'll be 26 or 27. 23 in March. March 9th. Perfect okay. age. Ripe for the picking. So he'll be, yeah. So he'll be 27 ish. Get, you know, when he's, when that contract's he's running contract out. Yeah. Ooh, I'm on the clock at number two with Travis Etienne out of Clemson's uh, Clemson singular, both Clemson schools. Well, I was like, oh, do I go Trevor Lawrence or go Travis Etienne? I was like, oh, this isn't super flex. This is easy. I'm going there Travis go. Etienne. Uh, running back out of Clemson, a running back. I liked last year coming in this draft class too. didn't have him at the top of the board, but somebody I liked what I really liked about Travis Etienne coming back this year is like, okay, I'm ex- let's see what he can do. We can get better at what he really took a big step forward was his receiving. Yep. His receiving ability building him a big time weapon in the passing game this year. He led all FBS running backs in receiving yards with 588. This guy's acceleration his balance is terrific. I mean, he's not the most powerful running back, but neither is Alvin Kamara, right? Sure. I mentioned this before when we talked about a guy like Alvin Kamara when it comes to elite guys. Is Alvin Kamara the best running back in the NFL? No. You can argue guys like Nick Chubb is a better Derek pure Henry, running back. Yeah. Pure running back in the league. But Alvin Kamara's skill set fits his scheme perfectly. I would like to see Travis Etienne land on a team like that where his skill set can be used. I think he's a very solid PPR running back, and he can easily be the number one score in fantasy option in this running, in this whole entire class for that window, for that four-year window. Probably a second-round pick in the right situation. Yep. A lot of rumors right now him going to the Dolphins. I think that'd be a great fit there. I would love nice. to see him yep. on that team and, and be explosive. So I can see him coming in, same thing, right around 600 yards receiving. Let's get him up in the, oh, over 35 receptions on a year and flirt with those running back one numbers out the gates and what I like about Etienne and his skill set is he's the kind of running back that breaks that mold of the hashtag two, three year window because he's that pass catching, skillful, elusive, big play running back that's going to give you those four years of fantasy production. And maybe they're not all running back one, but he's the kind of guy that's going to give you continuous year out, year in, out in, out in, both. in out, out, whoa, in. whoa, up, down. Stop talking about my love life. All around. So 
he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna be a very valuable asset for your team. Mm-hmm. Maybe a possible you know running back one. I don't see I don't see him being that elite guy. I don't see him being Kamara, sure. but somebody that's very valuable for your dynasty team that you're gonna want on your roster for years to come. So that's why I would take Travis Etienne here at two. And right now, even though I would not argue with Harris, I think if I was at one, I would have taken Etienne over Harris personally. It's it's really close. I think because of what we've seen this year out of Harris, the tide has really turned in Harris's favor. Roll tide. Uh, everybody, everybody's on Najee Harris right now. And I get it. His senior season was phenomenal. He improved on a lot of things. And it was a little bit of the opposite for Travis Etienne. He did improve in the passing game, but his rushing numbers were down a little bit this year. But there was a lot of weird things. He had some injuries that he was fighting through, trying to play through a lot of these injuries. Trevor Lawrence missed some time in there. So it was really, it, it was all on Travis because Justin Ross was gone too. He didn't play this season. So there was a lot of weird things that's happened. Coming into this year, he was one of the all-time leaders in yards per carry, period. This year kind of kind of hurt that a little bit, but let's remember that he was doing this this kind of stuff as a true freshman, true sophomore, very early on. It was more than just a little bit. They came, seven hundred yards less than than last year, and he, you know he dropped from seven point eight yards per attempt the year before down to five point four. Five point four is nothing to sneeze at, but sure, it, it, it's, it's not what it was. It's not what it was. Yeah, and where he did improve what was in the passing game. So I mean, there's a there's a little bit of give and take there. Um, you know, from a guy that a couple of years ago we were worried about because he was literally quoted as saying, yeah. I'm, when the ball is thrown to me, I get nervous and scared, right. like to a guy that's catching 48 passes for almost 600 yards. So he's come a long way in these past couple of years. I think it was a good idea for him to come back for his senior year just to kind of really stamp that, that down a little bit and, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, get his receiving chops underneath him a little bit more. Um, but I like the pick here at two. Obviously, uh, you know – I, you know, Najee Harris, I bumped up and put him there because I just think he's more of an all-around back. I think he's a guy that is you less... You also say Menage. <laughs> less scheme-specific, like you were saying. You know, ETN, he's going to have to be in the right kind of yeah. environment for him to really excel. Yeah, Harris would be dropped in on any NFL team right, right. and be successful. Yeah. I mean, any team. And I, I mean, I as it stands today right now, I'm sure we could look at other teams, but like Pittsburgh, again, falls into the perfect category for me. Even though like Pittsburgh's offensive line, like Villanova, Villanueva's old. He's a free agent. Like they could pounce. He could easily be gone after. Yeah, they could, they need to because they're, they're in salary cap uh, turmoil too. So like mm-hmm. they could that offensive line could even though we look at it as a grid spot today, they didn't block that well that, this year for James yeah, Conner. That offensive line might not be that great next year. But let's see. We have Seattle, time to see what Seattle they, might be another place, right? Chris, they Carson, just don't have the the picks. That's the problem for them. Yeah. They're missing their first and third okay. because of uh, Josh Adams. Well, about yeah, second round. About that. So they do have their second round pick, but that'd be a tough ask to your only pick in the you know the first two days to take a running back. That would be tough to do I, with well, how Carroll bad their defense is. Brian Schoenheimer, we're not running the ball That's enough. True. You got get you got kick rocks. Then this might be the statement. Rashad right Penny's back though. Former first and round of, pick. Of course, Dieter Dallas is there. So I mean, of yeah, course, that's true. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to so I mean, there's never an opening when DJ Dallas is there. Correct. Let's let's be real. Uh, well, Garrett, you're on a Timex with. I'm on the Timex. All right, uh, I'm gonna go with Javante Williams, and part of this was because of how the draft already fell. Top two running backs went. Not gonna have any opportunity to get a guy that I think is one of the tier one running backs, and I think it really does come down to these three players at this point. Uh, without doing my deep dive, and for me, I, 
I've committed myself to doing at least a minimum of six games on each guy before I do the nerd score grades, just because I want to make sure that I see them in every scenario. Games, they're healthy. Games are a little bit banged up. Their best game, their worst game. Like I want to be able to get a really complete picture. So I've committed to making sure that I watch at least six games, plugging in some of that all 22 as well. But I really think it comes down to these three guys. At this point, I, I could put them in any order and it would be very, very close. But the difference between ETN and Najee Harris is we already knew about those two guys last year. It was kind of a surprise they came back. We thought they would probably declare. We didn't really know anything about Javante Williams last year. Part of that is he plays at North Carolina. That's not necessarily traditionally a football powerhouse. Trubisky. Uh, <laughs> that is true. Uh, last year, his first time getting a, a lot of work, had a good season. Uh, 166 carries, 933 yards, 5.6 yards a carry. Only five rushing touchdowns. Did a little bit in the passing game as well. Got a receiving touchdown on 17 catches. But this year, he really went to another level. And I went and I watched some of his 19 tape versus some of his 20 tape. And he does look like such an explosive player. Five foot 10, 220 pounds. But despite being a physical monster, and, and I don't, I'm not exaggerating when I say that. I've seen some of the clips you posted. Oh my gosh. They are monstrous. Yes, the dude can just truck people. Yeah. Like Godzilla? And Godzilla. Mm -hmm. Monster. That's the type of player he is. I'm a I'm a really, really big fan of his game. Really good pass catching chops too. We're actually going to be doing a film nerd session on him with myself, Jared, Nick. We're going to be doing filming that tomorrow night. I don't know when we're going to put it on YouTube, but uh, we're going to be breaking down his game. But when you're talking about your prototype all around back, can do a little bit of everything. This is that type of guy. Ended up having 19 rushing touchdowns this season. Added another three through the air. 7.3 yards a carry for somebody at that size, 220 pounds. Uh, there's a lot to really like in his game. Yeah, yeah I crazy. saw a note from Jared earlier saying that he's the highest ranked rusher PFF has ever ranked since doing college football and also broke the most tackles per attempt. It doesn't, it, I mean, it, does, it doesn't shock me. And, and like I said, I have not seen much of it. Like I've seen clips of what you have shown me on sure. Twitter and, and, the dude looks unreal in, in the clips. You know, yep. I, I want to dive in. And you need to see all of it. I got to see all of it, like you, you know, like you said. So he uh, could be my one one come soon. It, it honestly is not out of the question. It's, it genuinely is not out of the. Question. There's always, I mean, we, from clips, the, he these looks are guys, There's, yeah. I mean, there's always running backs that we don't know from smaller schools. I mean, I remember when Alvin Kamara came out, we gave him a huge boost on the show. Sure. I remember Cream Hunt when he came out. We we were the only show saying this guy is 100% a first-round pick. And this is before he was even drafted to the Kansas City Chiefs. I remember saying by the time, I, was, I made a bet when we were doing the scouting process. I was like, this guy's contact balance is impeccable. And I said, by the time he gets drafted, he will guarantee be a first-round pick. And a lot of people were, you know, they're taking uh, Jonathan Williams over a guy like Kareem Hunt. So I'm excited. I'm the same thing. On a small clip basis, he looks like a nice running back, but I haven't dealt. Delve, 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 delve. I haven't Dalvin cooked in yet, so <laughs> I'm just not there. But I, I'm excited on the short. Mm -hmm. But to me, I try to like, you know, rein myself in a little bit because I know it's so easy to watch a clip and get real excited about a guy. So absolutely, and he has plenty of those clips to get excited mm -hmm. about. Uh, so it's easy to fall into that. But the the tape overall, from what I've seen, and I've only watched now three full games, so it's not enough to say definitively one way or another. But the things that I've seen are all things that translate really nicely. And it excites me that. You know, sit here because you're 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 a Debbie guy. Jared's a Debbie guy. That you already have him here above Jamar Chase and Devontae Smith. So that that alone speaks to me. Like I'm 
that gets me excited to dive into the Dynasty Nerds film room. Mm-hmm. He's on now the top of my list. Because I've watched ETN. I watched Najee Harris. Right. I watched a little this year. I watched a lot of them last year. But I haven't watched anything Javante. So he's not, he, like like Matt mentioned earlier, like, hey, this is a good linear graph to go to the Dynasty Nerds film room and watch guys. He instantly goes to the top of my list. And what I like about guys at the top of my list is I circle back to those guys as well. Because then by the end of the tape, I go, okay, oh, cool, I like this too. Then I go back to guys like ETN and Javante and go, Okay, but they're not on this level. Or maybe they are. Maybe they are. It's a, it's right. You get a better right. count yep. when you get the, bo- the bottom of the guys you see to the top of the guys. So I'm very excited about this. Matt, you're now on the Rolex at number four. The Rolodex at 1.04. I'm going to go. Just call me? Exactly. I'm going to go Devontae Smith. Um, you know, I could have gone with one or one of two wide receivers here that I think are probably both very fitting and deserving of, sure. of at least this draft position. But I'm going to go Devontae Smith just based off the strength of his season. Obviously, you know, winning the Heisman Trophy uh, and finishing first <clears throat> in the entire nation in receiving by, gosh, like almost 700 yards. <laughs> Unreal. Oh, he had that versus Ohio State on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> not, to, not to mention the fact that he scored 23 touchdowns. So um, Devontae he's, Smith, <sighs> he's got everything. He's got, I mean, he's, He's not a big physical guy, and that's probably the one thing that he would lack as far as being just like an elite number one wide receiver. Sure. But he's got a, he's got great body control around the boundaries. He's got tons of explosiveness. His hands are excellent. He can get he can beat you basically at all all three levels of the field, um, just because he's a great route runner and and they can use him on screens and they can he can he can beat you deep. So it's. He's he's gonna be so hard to defend at the next level that very hard to defend at the next level. If if somebody took him at one one, I would bless that and, yep. and say, hey, that was a great pick. Uh, and he's he's such a talented player. He's he's gonna be a nightmare at the next level. Any of these guys, I think these next five guys can go one one, and you wouldn't really. Argue I have the no fact issue with it. You mentioned Devontae, like his his sideline ability mm. is second to none, and the way he would toe tap two feet in college, where it's not necessary. He, I mean, he's just showing NFL scouts what he can do and i've seen a lot of uh this isn't my comp but once i saw it i loved it the marvin harrison comp sure absolutely loved it and like jeremy he even looks like marvin harrison like that could be marvin harrison jr you know that could be his son who was actually at ohio state by the way Harrison jr is actually (laughs) so i mean Devontae smith to me you know you're gonna have people like jamar chase and what I like about Jamar Chase personally, why I would take Jamar Chase over Devontae Smith today. Well, who do you have at 105, Rich? I'm taking Jamar Chase. Oh, there it is. But why I would take Jamar Chase is, is like, I, he's done it long. You know, well, he didn't do it this year. But, you know what I mean? He was doing it at 19. At an earlier age. And I granted, Devontae Smith had you know all these other receivers right. there. To, the, the, well, you know, I will say this. National championship game, freshman year, game on the line. He caught the game-winning pass against Georgia from Tua Tungavailoa as a true freshman. I caught a bass for my dad once. Did you? No, I <laughs> Did it slap it. you in the face? <laughs> I said, no, I dropped it. <laughs> so Nelson I, Aguilar. No, I mean, I think that's a good point. I mean, when you've got Jerry Judy in front of you and, and you know, Henry Ruggs Henry is out Ruggs, there. Yeah, I mean. Dylan Waddle. Exactly. Waddle's out there as well. So Devontae Smith, he just kind of had to wait his turn, and he made the most of his opportunity when it was presented. I mean, I think we all can agree with that. Heisman winner. Yeah. I mean, how do you do that at the receiver position? Only three receivers have ever done I was it. Which say, does it. When uh, was the last one that did it? I, I can't remember. Howard. Desmond Desmond Howard. Howard. That's right. And, I don't even know, think of him as a wide receiver. It was also the special yeah. teams. Yeah. You mentioned he's six foot one, 175 pounds. That's kind of like, okay, but it's not a, it's not a deterrent. Um, so I would take Jamar Chase here out of LSU. Of course, he opted out earlier this year, but this was a guy who dominated college football at 19 years old. Now, he was in one of the greatest offenses we've ever, ever. seen. 
Right. You know, yeah. Yeah. which helps to cause it. So that you can argue like, oh, well, he had all this around him. You know, like he, he had Clyde Edwards. -Lurk. He had Joe Burrow. He had Justin Jefferson. He had uh, Thaddeus Moss. Yeah. 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 <laughs> And run, for for uh, for those molasses, Moss. for those of you that don't know, he he did opt out this past season. He did not play a snap. Right. No. So it, there's a reason that you know you haven't heard his name throughout the ESPN and all that all that good stuff. The whole college the whole college football season, he opted yep. out. So um, I saw a lot of Jamar Chase film. You know, watching Clyde Edwards-Alaire, watching Justin Jefferson, and I came away beyond you know former Blitnikoff winner as wait, well. Who did you mention? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. It's got a whole. Well, that was part of my. Thing. I would say, are you excited? But I can see your nipples through your shirt, and I don't need to ask. That was part of my thing, honestly. With with Justin Jefferson, was I was like, was his was his play buoyed a little bit by Jamar Chase? Well, no. now now I'm almost flipping it. I'm like, was Jamar Chase's play buoyed by Justin Jefferson? And we'll maybe know. it was the other way. We'll never know. Well, we won't know until he's well, in we'll the know NFL. Next year. <laughs> yeah, we'll know when it's too late. But no, I think that's a great pick. Fantastic player can do a little bit of everything. One of the ways that I saw him win a lot was it was really at the top of his routes at those junction points. That's where he was really creating quite a bit of separation. And and, and he could do the contested catch stuff. He can do the, the long breakaway play. I think he's going to probably run in the mid 4-4, so he's going to run a good time too. There's just no obvious holes in Jamar Chase's game. And he was a Blitnikoff winner, right? In, yep. In 2019. As a sophomore. Yeah. As yeah. a sophomore. Dominated. Yep. At 19 years old. So if you're in a breakout age, then he's right up your alley. This is this was a guy who I considered at 1-1 until Matt's like, yeah, but there's going to be such good receivers in the second round. Grab the elite running back and then trade for the receiver later if you want to. So I love it. Garrett, you're on to Casio at six. So before the season started, I had gone through all of these receivers. Oh, and there was... I thought you were going to say puberty. I did go through puberty before the season. Also, actually, I was one of those guys that like went through in like fifth grade. So I had like the dirt stash in fifth grade. And you were that kid. I was that kid. But middle school sports were awesome. I bet. Oh, middle school sports were so great. High school got a lot more difficult. I didn't even get. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even get leg hair until I was about sixteen or seventeen. First, oh, yeah. first get, middle school football game. My twenties. I'm still growing them. I'm forty. <laughs> first middle school football game. I'm like, you know, everybody's helmets here, and I'm like up here. It was it was amazing. I had like. Four touchdowns in the first half. Out of my way, Torb. This is so fun. I felt like Derrick Henry <laughs> out there. I'm going pro. Yeah. Never grew another inch. Never <laughs> grew another inch. Stopped right there. So, uh, who, you, so who are you taking here before the season? Uh, I actually had as my top receiver above Jamar Chase, above Devonta Smith, Rondell Moore, Jalen Waddle, all of these guys. To start the season, I had Rashad Bateman at the tippy top. Really, really like Rashad Bateman quite a bit. in middle school. Uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> The hard part was he ended up doing the same thing that Jamar Chase did. He decided to opt out. But then the Big Ten season got weird, and then I think he got a little bit of FOMO, and he was like, you know what? Screw it, I'm back in. <laughs> and he jumped back in at the last minute, and I think that ended up actually hurting him a little bit because those first few games back, he did not look like the same Rashad Bateman he did in 2019, which – Beg the question, was that because he hopped back in late or was that because he no longer had Tyler Johnson on the other side of him? Remember him from, from Minnesota sure. last year? Yeah, fifth round pick. He, yeah. actually, he actually played pretty well in spot duty there. In he Tampa. did. Yeah. And most people said he would have been higher if it wasn't for some of the off the field, field weirdness and some of that kind of stuff. So, uh, so there is some question marks. But when I watched his tape, 
He was one of those guys that would tell a story with his route running. Despite being bigger than most guys, more physical than most guys, he would do a lot of those little things well. He was a technician at the position. He could make some of the most absurd catches that you would ever want to see. There's a lot to really like in his game. It was just the beginning of this season. And then after a few games, he decided like, screw it. I think I'm hurting my draft stock. I'm going to opt out again. So he only ended up playing a few games this season, only played in five games uh, in the Big Ten this year. Had okay numbers, uh, put up still nearly 100 yards a game. Yeah, I was going to say he's almost at 500 yards, so that's not too yeah, bad for... Yeah, only had the two touchdowns, though, which was a little weird. Uh, but but even Minnesota didn't play as well this year as they did the, the previous year. Right. So I'm a big Rashad Bateman guy, but there's now just enough doubt that it makes it pretty easy for me to put Chase and Devonta Smith ahead of him. I, I liked Rashad Bateman a lot. Uh, as being a Big Ten guy, I liked him and uh, you know Rondale Moore, another Big Ten guy as well. But I liked about Bateman what, coming out, out of Minnesota, six foot two, two hundred pounds, and you, you use the correct word to describe a technician. This is a guy that does everything well, gets off the line extremely well, runs really really good routes, has really good hands, good with the ball, you know, ball in his hands too. And when you're when you can do what he does at six foot two, two hundred ten pounds. That's an NFL fantasy football player right there. That's right. a guy you want on your roster because he is going to produce at the next level. Uh, it could be like another Andre Johnson, essentially. Sure. Sure. So for me, I, I mean, I, like Denzel Mims, like that's, I mean, that type of body. Or, I don't know that he's, that, he's not as physically fast. of a freak as okay. him. Yeah. Right. Think more T Higgins. Gotcha. All right. Okay. I can love that. I like yeah. Andre I mean, Johnson not the same type of player, but yeah. Or not the exact same the Hall of Famer. But I'll take the Hall of Fame. Well, Mims is, I, I mean, Mims is a burner. You know what I mean? Right. He For ran his size, crazy he's a burner. speed and that kind of. Yeah, he'll but, probably run like four or five. Because Bateman is one of these guys I'm not all familiar with. That yeah, way. yeah. He's going to run closer to a four or five okay. more than likely, uh, which is still not bad at a guy his no. size, but he's not going to be the burner that some of these other guys So he's almost have. closer to a Tyler Johnson from last year, the, his teammate. I mean, yeah. He, who, I mean, he was a, more of a. a go up and get it type of guy i'm not hearing those kind of things from bateman is he, well, he can he can he can yeah, he, he had, there's there's no real holes he had d1 offers for basketball coming out of high school too so he's got that yep that okay. ability one of the highest he, recruits minnesota ever had when at the time that they were recruiting him for well. his size and what he does there's a lot of similarities when you watch javante adams get off the line sure that he can do you know what okay. i mean so it's like and, and it's little things like that you want to watch but you mentioned people you know like mm-hmm. Najah harris's feet right um a receiver that can get off the line really well and put Huge. themselves in position, stack their defensive back like that, that's always going to put them in a position uh, to make big plays. People wonder, it's like, how is Devontae Adams so good? Is he is he such a tremendous route run? He gets off the line so well and, and just gets himself in the best position, stacking his receiver, that stem, and getting on top of him and just put himself in a position yep. to make a big play. I could see Bateman being that receiver. I could easily see Bateman being the number one overall fantasy receiver in sure. this draft class and in the right situation and being a team's number one guy. If he falls the second round, he falls to a team like Miami, for mm-hmm. example, and there, he gets in that roster roster rebuild or the, the, the Chargers let Mike Williams walk and they draft Bateman sure. in the second round to offset a Keen Allen. He, like, he's perfect for that situation as he matures into that top guy. And you said he started off slow, but he has the potential to for be sure. that, like I mentioned, Andre Johnson. Devontae Adams, T. Higgins is a fresh guy. They come in here and they're a big number one receiver. And those are the guys that kind of can dominate year in, year out for your dynasty team. And we don't have a lot of those guys in this class. It's a lot of smaller guys, uh, not not the big physical presence. I even remember when we were doing the f- film nerds breakdown of him uh, with, with, with Jared and Nick, 
one, there was a couple times where I would watch even on run plays. This shows how dedicated to his craft he was. Even on run plays, you could tell he was setting guys up where he would do the same. Uh, I don't even know the best way to put it, but the pattern that he used with his steps, he used the same thing three, four, five plays in a row, but he would do something different off of it every time. So, so the, the, the keep him guessing no matter what, even exactly. on run plays when, when, you know, normal guys are just are kind of Logly mailing game. in. Yeah. He, he's setting guys up for the next coaches year. love yep. that consistency. Absolutely. You know, be consistent with your route. Be consistent. Keep the defender on his feet, keep him on the back of his feet and get out there and make plays. And, yeah, Bateman, somebody I'm with you. I'm excited about getting a guy like him at six shows you how good this draft class yep. can be. So love it. I, I can see myself falling that Bateman love that he fell in the Justin Jefferson love this year. I can see that. That's some serious stuff you're talking about. Right oh, yeah, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not giving that Najee Harris. I'm not inviting him over like that yet, <laughs> ringing bells. But uh, well, yeah, you never know. But you're up at seven. I am, I am up at seven. Wow, we're only at seven, huh? All right, at number seven, I am going to jump. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to jump on to uh, a different position here, and I'm going to go Kyle oh, Pitts, oh, Woo! <laughs> tight end of of Florida. There he Rich. is, Rich. Um, what a, I just think he's such a unique. What a class! I just think Kyle Pitts at seven. I just think he's such a unique athlete at the position that you know right now it's it's such a such a value. He's a guy that had 770 yards receiving and 12 touchdowns this past season. <laughs> And he's he's a glorified wide receiver, you know, a big wide receiver out of the tight end position, six six, you know, two hundred and forty five, two hundred forty six pounds. I think he's listed at, um, but basically just a wide receiver. You don't get very many of these guys in the NFL that can, you know, this is the Darren Waller type. This is, this yep. is the Travis Kelsey type that that are going to be differentiators at the tight end position from a fantasy perspective. So Kyle Pitts, uh, you know, I think getting him here is, is just great value at seven, Kyle. Pitch myself. This is ridiculous. I mean, gotcha. Well, I was talking about it in the bathroom, but you know. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> Can't win them all. <laughs> so, yeah, I love, I, you know me, Mr. Tight End. Mr. Like, Mr. I, tight End. I, I knew you had something to say. You are Mr. Tight End. Yeah. So, for me, getting Kyle Pitts here, I mean, he's a glorified big receiver. He's somebody that's going to the NFL and right away be that high end tight end, right? Like TJ Hawkinson comes in, he's tight end number three on the year. Was it three, four? Three or four. He was up there. Yep. In a sophomore sophomore year, this is Kyle Pitts. This is a guy, when you get him in the red zone, he's scoring. And he's going to help in the fantasy level because he's going to have so many touchdowns year in, year out. That's what going to help him get to that, like, Travis Kelsey level. Like, this guy can be the next Travis Kelsey. Like, I'm not competent to Hawkinson. He's a different tight end. Very different. But he can be Darren Waller. He can yep. be Travis Kelsey, and at such a young age, this is a difference maker for your dynasty team. A lot of these guys were coming in, we're hoping to be a you know a difference maker and be part of your roster, but this is like a true difference maker to your overall structure of your dynasty team. A lot of people have good wide receivers, a lot of people have good running backs and quarterbacks during dynasty team, but only a very few of us are blessed to have that top tier, top four elite tight end, and we know the difference <laughs> between that top three, top four tight end compared to Everybody five, six, else. seven, eight. And then we even know the difference more at that tight end one overall. The Travis Kelsey's in the world, the Gronkowski's of the world, the George Kittles that are even on a different tier than two and three that are far more ahead. When they're on that wide receiver one level, those are championship caliber players. Those are walk to the playoffs kind of players. And that's what Kyle Pitts can give you. 
I think out of a lot of players that we're talking about on this show, he is the one guy. If you, you're like, give me one guy that we talked about right now that can't miss, right? Because it's hard to say that. Like, sure. this guy's can't miss. I thought Sammy Watkins was can't miss, right? Right. Kyle Pitts, to me, is can't miss. Like, 100% locked in. You're on the fence about any player he's on the board. Take Kyle Pitts, and you're, you're set up on it for your dynasty team. What I forgot to mention when I mentioned his stats was the 770 yards and 12 touchdowns. That was only across eight games. So extrapolate that extrapolate a touchdown and a half again. extrapolate that into a full season and you're Man. looking at like 1500 yards and i don't you know if i was wearing a t-shirt you'd be saying i was excited a full too. nfl season that is yeah, you guys mentioned darren waller i think that's a, a really good comp for him because that's the way he's going to win the crazy part is he's actually taller than darren waller is he's actually a better athlete than darren, darren waller is and darren taller Wa- than waller baller than Waller <laughs> there it is and one of the things that actually surprised me a little bit because some of these guys that we knew were going to probably be picks in this year's class we did film nerds on last year so I watched quite a bit of tape on him a more willing blocker than I would have guessed because I was going to guess that he was just not going to give a crap at all yep. about blocking and just I'm going to go catch touchdowns because I'm Kyle Pitts and that's what I do I go catch touchdowns uh, actually a willing blocker I don't know how much he's going to be asked to do that at the next level right but there, there's a possibility that he could get on the field more if he fills out his frame a little bit and, you know, some things like that. I think there's actually the technical side is there enough that he could do it if asked at the next level. He's going to be a very high NFL draft pick. And like Hawkinson, we mentioned, like, this is a team, when the Lions took him, it, what was it, eight? Right around there? Somewhere Seven. around there, yeah. Like, when teams com- take those tight ends, that high, like, they're committed That's to making guy. them a part of their offense. Like it's like taking a receiver that high, like you're building your offense around that player. Like Hawkinson's going to be the, uh, the main part of that. Well, we don't know the way coaches dream situation for me, dream situation. I would love to see the Arizona Cardinals. That, trade was, up my, and take him. that was my pick too. Oh my gosh. Could that, you imagine him? Yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. Him and Kyler Murray. He's only 20 years old too. On he's not gonna be 21 till October of next year. Man, goodness. Me and Kyle can't go get a drink. Not yet. <laughs> not till October. Not till October. Yeah. Oktoberfest. There you go. Yeah, there you All go. Right. I'm on the clock. Yeah, you're on the clock. All right. At number eight, how, how far are we into the show? Uh, about <laughs> 45 minutes. Oh, my goodness. Yep. Number eight, I'm taking Jalen Waddle, <laughs> and I'm going to talk about Jalen Waddle, how he moves very, very fast. He only played in four games this regular season, and after breaking ankles, uh, after his breaking, own. No, had, <laughs> others uh, and his own. And his own versus Tennessee, this is a guy who has still had 557 receiving yards. And four touchdowns. And he's had more than 100 yards in all the games he played. Uh, you mentioned, you know, extrapolating Pitt stats. If you extrapolate Waddle stats, that turns into a full year. About 75 receptions, 1,670 yards, and 12 touchdowns. This guy is a burner. If you get kick return yards in your league, he's a very fantastic kick returner, yes. too, for Alabama. Uh, there's a lot of scouts that like him as a number one receiver in this class as well, this speed. I think in here at eight, Again, show the depth of this draft class. You're getting a big-time player here that, that's going to be a very high draft pick in the NFL draft and is going to get a lot of opportunity for NFL team. I like Jalen Water here for number eight. I, I, think, I think it's a fantastic pick. I know you were a huge Henry Ruggs guy last year. Yeah. Let me tell you a little bit here because Jalen Waddle is going to – now, I don't know because of the ankle injury and all that stuff, but he is every bit as fast as Henry Ruggs is. He's every bit as fast as Henry Ruggs is. The difference is one of the knocks that I personally had on him was I was a little bit concerned uh, with Henry Ruggs was why wasn't he good at punt returns? If you're that fast, why are you not good at returning kicks? And part of it was there just wasn't a lot of lateral movement. It was just really, really fast. Jalen Waddle has the lateral movement. 
He can do the side to side. He can make guys miss, and that's why he was so much more effective in the return game. So uh, I, I think, I think he's. People are the easy comp is going to be Jalen or is going to be Henry Ruggs. Same team, super fast. I think he's a better player than Henry Ruggs is. So you're counting to Cordero Patterson. That will actually be good. <laughs> My comp is Tyreek Hill. Wow. Whoa. Which, which is which is lofty, but the style stylistically, like stylistically very similar. I don't think he's built as as sturdy though as as Tyreek. Uh, yeah, Tyreek's got some sturdy, strong. He's, not, he's got some girth. Waddle uh, stick. Not that thick. two C's. Bro, do you remember that? Remember the one play during the during the one? Never mind. Could he could he do a hundred push-ups in less than three minutes? (laughs) Could could. he do a hundred quarter (laughs) push-ups in less than three minutes? (laughs) I could. I'm gonna practice. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna hop on the board here at 109. Is that right? About time. Yes, sir. I'm going to take the guy that two years ago everyone was declaring as the 101. In this class, I remember even Jared and I having a conversation about should this be this was going into last season? Should this be the top Devi guy, even though it's going to be a year until he's drafted even? But time and injuries kills all wounds or makes you fall in draft stock. Mm. There was that Hey, one nine in deep class is a pretty good pick. I'm taking Rondale Moore at 109. This guy is not your he's not Rashad Bateman. He's not going to come in at six foot two. He's going to come in probably five foot nine. Not a tall guy, but this is a guy that could easily. Jared, how many? How much was he? He's squatting six hundred pounds. Six hundred pounds as a true freshman. As a true freshman, when you've only got to move it six to twelve <laughs> inches, is it really a lift? <laughs> There's a video of me. He I'm, just I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm with you. Is it really a lift? <laughs> okay, as a true freshman in the Big Ten, we're not talking about the Mac. We're not talking about the Sun Belt. We're talking about the Big Ten, some of the best defenses, and one of the ones he embarrassed, unfortunately, was Ohio State. 114 catches as a true freshman. Over 1,200 yards, 12 touchdowns. Did another two touchdowns in the rushing game because he can do that too. And he also offered tons of stuff in the receiving game or in the uh, return game. Won the, won the uh, what, what award is that for the, the kick returners or for the special teams players in college? I, he, I believe he won that as a freshman as well. He won the Paul Horning Award, which is the most versatile player. Most versatile, Paul. that's what it was. The Thank only you. other true freshman to do that is Christian he McCaffrey. Also, he also led all receivers in broken tackles as a freshman. Unreal prospect, unreal player. But, of course, he he had the injury in a sophomore campaign, only played in a few games there. This year he did the same thing, basically, as Rashad Bateman said. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take the year off the COVID stuff, blah, blah, blah. Then big 10 says football was back. And he's like, gosh, darn it. Okay. You got me. I'm back. And he comes back and then he was banged up and then he played a few games and then decided to opt out again. So there was all this weirdness, but players that can do that as a true freshman, put up those kind of numbers in big time football on a team. That's not even good. Like, it's not like he was at Alabama and has all these other stars around him. It's not like he's at Ohio State, Oklahoma. He's doing this at a big-time conference at one of the worst schools in the conference and making people look silly. I think that this could be one of those players that is that, holy crap, how did we let him fall this far type of guy? Because of all the names we set ahead of him. And just imagine, by the time the draft rolls around, there's going to be people getting bumps. So... They get real wicked around here. Matt, you're on a clock at 10. Real wicked. All right. um, uh, What pick is this? 1.10. 1.10. Pick 10. 
Pick 10 it is. <laughs> yeah, 10 I'm gonna, seconds. I'm going to go with Amon Ross St. Brown. Good pick. I'm on USC. Um, you know, obviously this guy, he comes in a little bit shorter than his brother, uh, Equinimi- Equinimius St. Brown. Yep. That dude's was, big. He was yes. about six foot four, 225 pounds. He's going to be in the 5'10", 5'11", uh, range, around 200 pounds, and probably a little bit different of a wide receiver as well. He's a guy that, um, you know, I think he had, he think he had 478 uh receiving yards this past season on a shortened season. I think they had five or six games. Yeah, or not like many. The, the packet was rough out there. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he produced with what he had and, um, you know, he's a good run after the catch type of guy. I've heard golden Tate ish type of, of comps thrown out about him. Yep. Um, another USC guy, another USC guy. So, uh, we'll have, you know, obviously I've got a long way to go. I haven't dug in too deep, but you know, compared to his brother, he's a, he's a better route runner and, and kind of operates a little bit closer to the line of scrimmage. Didn't uh, he have four touchdowns in a quarter? I think he had four touchdowns, which I hear is good. Rumor has seven. it. Rumor has it. Four, four and a quarter is pretty good. So he had seven on the year. Does that make he had four a dollar? I, th- I think, yeah, four I think Four and so. a quarter. Four and a quarter. Fun, right, well, fun little tidbit here. His, oh, his like dad tips. was a three-time Mr. World and two-time Mr. Universe bodybuilder. And Whew. Amon Ra benched 135 at the age of eight. Uh, oh, my goodness. Been there, done that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Tell me baby beefcake. I think I was 17, uh, but eight. In, <laughs> Which is basically eight. Basically I mean, dude, you cut that in half, and yeah. you're still above eight. Like, whatever. Uh, I'm on a clock at 111 here. And now, in a one, remember, this is my draft is on one, one, you know, QB. one QB, one PPR QB. leagues. And sitting here, I, I'm going to take another can't miss process. Well, you never know the quarterback. Rich, so the right. golden rule is you don't take a quarterback in the first round. You don't take a quarterback. Right. That's the golden rule. But, but you don't you, break it. You make, no, you make ex- exceptions. Throw them out. Like for Throw Andrew, out the rules. You know, when Andrew Luck came out, you made an exception for Andrew Luck. When Peyton Manning came out, you made an exception for Peyton Manning. When Trevor Lawrence comes out, you make an exception here. Yep. You're, you're, you're pick 111. You're already a championship caliber team. Your, your, your team should be pretty solid here. It's a deep draft class. So if, I, if I'm looking at all these receivers, I know I could probably get another receiver here sure. in the second round. I can grab a tight end in the second round, or maybe there's running back that falls. This, this class will only get deeper. It's not going to get more shallow. And for me, Trevor Lawrence, six foot six, 21 years old. He won't even turn 22 until October 6th of this year. To get a guy on my roster like that, that could put you know, on a really good team already as a backup and maybe even potentially start right away in 21, but knowing it as soon as 22, they could be my guy going forward for the next 10 to 15 years. And I just locked up a position that I can no longer have to worry about. And also if I even have a good quarterback, give me a good trade bait in season to get rid of one of my guys. Trevor Lawrence is one of the best prospects we've seen come at quarterback since probably Andrew Luck, you know, I think, these, I think that's safe to say. Yeah. These guys only come around once every ten years or so. That that they just they're they're born to play the position, and that's Trevor Lawrence. He's only lost two games in college. You know, uh, the, the the great LSU team and the great Ohio State team. That's last right. Week. That's right. Uh, so for me, this is a pick I feel very comfortable with. Now, I will say that I won't argue this pick at one eleven. You know, at any point, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't argue Trevor Lawrence even a one QB even higher than this pick sure. if somebody took him because he's just a can't miss. If you need a quarterback, and I never say, I always say take the best player available in your rookie draft because it helps your team, but you can never argue that Trevor Lawrence is not the best right. player available. Exactly. So I could see for me personally, 
him slipping down. There's some players here. There's going to be some running backs that are going to bump. I know I'm going to fall in love with some of these receivers here. So for me, I can see him bumping down. But right now, in a way too early mock draft, there's no way I'm passing up Trevor Lawrence here at 111. I think we, it's safe to say we don't have to talk anymore about Trevor. No. Garrett, you're on the clock with the last pick, last pick. of the way too early mm. premature <laughs> mock draft. When did it become premature? Every day for me, buddy. <laughs> Every day. All right. This is a this is a tough range because there's a lot of receivers you could take. Uh, there's a couple other tight ends. You you could even make an argument maybe for Justin Fields hopping in here. Uh, two of the best prospects we've ever seen. Period. According to twenty four seven Sports, coming out of high school into college, were Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence. So you could make that argument there. Uh, but I'm going to go with another guy that was a, a stud coming out of high school. Same class as T Law. Same classes as Justin Fields, but a different position. I'm going to go with Zamir. White out of Georgia. He was the top-ranked running back in his class, according to 24-7 Sports. Uh, the, the issue with Zamir is he tore one ACL his senior year of high school. He tore another one his freshman year of college. And so people were really worried that, is this guy just injury-prone? Is, is, is that just how it is for him? Mm -hmm. Comes back in his sophomore campaign or his, his redshirt freshman campaign, really. Got to ease back into playing football again. Showed some things. You saw some really nice runs at times, some nice bursts, but you just really weren't sure what you were going to get uh, out of him. But he, And he was still sharing the field with uh, DeAndre Swift, uh, and um, I can't think of their other senior running back that was there, but sharing the field with, with, with Swift there. This season he comes out, gets to be the lead guy, puts up uh, almost 800 yards in only 10 games. He's really in that. Uh, Nick Chubb type of mold, who was another Georgia running back. One foot in the ground and go. Physical player, good speed. I liked a lot of what I saw on him. And I think he's one of the, for an NFL team, one of the safer backs that you can take because he's going to do everything pretty well for you. And there's no real obvious glaring holes in his game. Holyfield? Was it Holyfield? Holyfield would have been the year before. It would have been before. like Herring, okay. Heron? I don't remember. It might have been know. Heron. Right, I think just, it was Brian Heron. Just a guy, Heron. Yeah, <laughs> All right. Jag Heron. Jag Heron, perfect. Uh, yeah, you gotta remember, like you know, Frank Gore tore two ACLs before making it to the pros, and he lasted a very long time as well. I've watched very still, limited. Still going. I've watched still very going. limited tape on Zamir White, but what I've seen on like the very like you know the potty bricks. Um, <laughs> nice. No, like, that, that's, I'm, I'm in the same. I'm, yeah, back. I'm in the exact same boat as you. What I've seen of him, the, the little I've seen, I've liked, and I want to I want to dive in more uh, before I really make a lot of comments about Zamir White. But Georgia Dude. seems to always be churning out. At, they have at least one good back in that in their stable at all times. It's it seems like at least Dude, for the past you know five six years, if not you know backed up by a, a couple of, of other good ones. So you take a hearty laxative, you can probably get through all the tape in one sitting. <laughs> Well, laxative, that'll be too fast, right? Oh no. <laughs> That'd be I mean, yeah, I mean at the time, yeah, but you're not you're not leaving the, the premises anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, because you don't know when the next spell's coming. You're, yeah, waiting, yeah, yeah. you're waiting, you're waiting out Honey, the tummy rumble. I'm on round four. <laughs> Your stomach's turning, you're turning the page, going on to the next game. So. <laughs> oh, the bubbles, the, that's the it. hot snakes. That's a twenty twenty one, way too early way mock too early. draft. So too. you know, we'll circle back to this. Well some would say premature. I would. Yep. I know somebody else too. Right. He's upstairs. And you guys can circle back to this, see what we said about here on the you know, early January. You you can check out this YouTube, check out the podcast. And make sure, make sure you check out this film. Make sure you join the nerd herd today. You gotta get it on dynasty You gotta join the nerd herd today. We have everything we need. 
Garrett's working on the nerd score with Jared. We've got all the film for the rookies you need. We have our rookie rankings going up on the site very soon. We have all the rankings that you need and so many other tools, including the Dynasty GM, if you get our full package here, which is only $5 a month Crazy. for everything. And if you want to know what the Dynasty GM is, I'm not going to sit here and go into it for a ton, but it's the most ex it's the most dynamic tool in Dynasty Fantasy Football today. And it's a tool that you can absolutely try for free for three days. You get this tool for free. Go to DynastyNerds.com, click on that GM. All you need is enter your email, and you get to try this bad boy for free. I promise you, once you get in, you start playing with it a little bit. It's going to mm -hmm. be like you're in high school again. You start playing with it for a little bit, and you're never going to stop. You just can't. It's just impossible. So get in there. <laughs> Blink of an eye, you're 40. Boom. Still playing with it. It's amazing. It's amazing. And it's just as fun as the day <laughs> the lady first tried out the GM in the first day. Exactly. I'm still enjoying it. I love it. it, it it's a, it's the best way to streamline. If you're in a lot of Dynasty Leagues, like, and if no. you're only in one, you're not even doing Dynasty, right? Who's in one Dynasty League? That's pretty somebody that's new to dynasty weirdos. Yeah. But if you, if you'll see, cause everybody, they drop the sickness team, like, will grow. Don't worry. It will <laughs> give me, give me one more time. Give me one more time at a startup and I'll, I'll crush, crush this. it. Yeah. I have a great feel for the ADP now. Yep. Yeah. It's great. So this tool is going to help you out a ton, streamline your leagues, show your strengths, show your weaknesses, weaknesses, but show your league mates strength and weaknesses too. And we have a lot of cool updates coming with like draft pick wise, the GM coming out mm -hmm. very very soon, you get to check out Nick uh, Dynasty Stumps uh, Twitter to see some of those tw uh, teasers. But we have a lot of big things planned for 2021 for the GM as well. Get there today. Get to DynastyNerds.com. In the meantime, if you want to talk fantasy football, I'm on Twitter at Dynasty Rich. I am on Twitter at Dynasty Matt. I'm also on Twitter at Dynasty Price. Okay, and before we got Garrett, and before we got here. You and our producer started a little side hustle. You real know what? Quick. We why did. You, why don't you give that a little promotion so maybe you can make a couple pennies in your pocket real you quick? You know what? I love pennies. I love I love quarters even more. Quarters, not bad. Quarters are not bad. But yeah, Jared Wackerly and I, we started up a little bit of a, a side hustle and we wanted to, to tie it into fantasy because that's what we know. That's what we love. But we've also really started enjoying uh, sports cards. So we tied it in. We have these packages that we're doing, which basically if you won your league or even if you didn't win your league, maybe you're in last place and you want to commemorate how terrible your team was. doesn't matter. If you want to remember who your team was, we've got a package where you can get the entire set of the guys that you had on your team in card form. So all of the popular brands and things like that we have in there. Other op opportunities as well as doing card breaks, things like that. We are at HOF City Cards on Twitter. Is that correct, Jared? Yep. yep. Make sure I'm not messing it up. HOF City Cards on Twitter. Or you can just hit up Jared and I's DM and we're good to go help you out with that. Do you get an old piece of bubble gum that snaps? It's so old and crusty. Like in the old For you? Like, like in the old We'll days. have one. Nice. All right, cool. That's what I wanted to hear. <laughs> we'll see you next week. I don't want to have any cards if I don't get an old piece of gum that breaks. It's so old. Nice. Adios.